Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Well, welcome to Out of the Blue. It is Sunday the 8th of September. It's a little bit rainy, but, you know, we'll deal with it. My name's Heather. And I'm Erin. Welcome to the show. You're listening to us on 3CR 855 AM. You could also be listening online, digital radio, podcasting. There's a million and one ways. There's really no excuse. You need to listen to us. Before we start our show, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land from which 3CR is broadcasting and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Wondering how you pay your donation to the 3CR Radiothon? Well, you can do so online at www.3cr.org.au or call us with your credit card details on 03-9419-8377. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street Fitzroy during office hours and pay by cash, cheque or FPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to PO Box 1277 Collingwood 3066 and be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. I'm Philippe Cousteau from Earth Echo International, and you're listening to Out of the Blue, 855 AM, 3CR's Marine and Ocean News Program. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, This Sunday, we do have a very special guest uh, here to tell us a little bit about uh, the Bayside and some of the amazing fossils and earth sciences that can be found. Welcome, Murray Orr. Thanks for having me. Fantastic, Murray. Now, I'm I'm not even going to guess at what the amazing things you can find out. Down on the Bayside, um, you're part of Bessie, or the Bayside Earth Sciences Society Incorporated. That's right. Yes. That's right. Um, so, can you give us a little bit of understanding about what you are doing on your maybe on your weekends, or what are you exploring? Well, for the last forty years, I've been uh, wandering the beaches rather aimlessly around Bay Morris, and um, picking up uh, fossils that wash up on the on the beach, and uh, and uh, those fossils are. Um, from animals which uh, mostly are extinct now. Some of them still exist in other parts of the world, but the bay was a a little bit warmer than uh, it is now, and it was a lot bigger. Uh, I believe it may have extended right in as far as uh, almost Caulfield. So uh, all that's infill uh, over the years, and the bay's changed shape uh, with uh, Ballerine Peninsula forming about 2 million years ago. 
But the fossils that we find uh, at Bow Morris are all about five and a half to six million years old. Five and a half. That's a pretty long time. It's a pretty long time. Look, fossils go back, you know, uh, a very long time to um, many hundreds of millions of years old as, as sort of cyanobacteria, which um, probably our ancestors. So uh, <laughs> next time you have a cough drop, uh, just think that you're... Um, playing with death <laughs> um, <laughs> that's certainly so, one perspective okay <laughs> yeah um the the bay at that time was was absolutely teeming with life um there, there were were fish um uh, giant tuna sunfish uh there were uh, uh, other types of, of fish um even the little um uh, toadfish type um that you find today were living then uh, and uh, sharks, there were all sorts of sharks. Um, uh, there were shortfin mako sharks, which uh, predominate in that area. Um, also, uh, the, um, uh, the great white was uh, a, a new model off the, the, uh, the racks um, that uh, had evolved uh, fairly recently, and uh, there's evidence of that uh, along uh, the foreshore. Um, and uh, whales. There were whales of all shapes and sizes from uh, pygmy uh, right whales up to um, uh, the giant uh, killer sperm whales, which uh, they were uh, about um, 18 metres long. Um, they weighed 40 tonnes and had uh, 40 teeth each uh, about a third of a metre long. So um, unlike today, you don't go swimming with the whales five million years ago. Wow, that is pretty significant. It's so you say big. you've been doing this for 40 years. Yeah, um, well, on and off. Um, uh, I started probably when I was about uh, uh, 15, um, just picking along the beach and, you know, finding things, uh, not really knowing a lot about what I was finding. And more recent years, uh, we've formed this group, uh, Bayside Earth Sciences Society, which we're very fortunate in that uh, our membership includes a number of professional paleontologists, um, both fr uh, from uh, uh, not only the uh, museum but also uh, from uh, various universities and uh, they give us some tremendous help and insight into what it is we've found. Um, a number of our members have uh, gone into the museum with uh, odd shapes of, of bones and whatever and uh, found that uh, it's new to science. So uh, we're, we're pretty uh, um, keen to... Uh, increase the, the museum collection when we find something that's outstanding. Um, there's, like, there's a lot of shark's teeth that you find, and if you find a mako shark tooth, probably the museum won't want it because there's thousands of them. Um, each shark in its lifetime drops you know, hundreds of teeth, and uh, those are all caught in the sediments uh, below the waterline, and uh, they're just eroding out and washing up on the foreshore. So, um, uh, like all... Um, uh, the um, animals down there, um, everything finally comes to the to the foreshore and is washed up. So if you're lucky enough to go wandering for a, a couple of hours, you'll uh, you'll be sure to find something, and um, what you find might be of world significance. Um, wow. This um, this particular site is of a time when the megafauna was still in existence. So on land, you had the giant kangaroos. Uh, you had uh, a thing called Pelagornis. If you can imagine a pelican with a six-metre wingspan and a bill full of teeth, that used to cruise along the, uh, the coastline and uh, I think it ate uh, fish. Um, but uh, 
six metre wingspan is uh, incredibly big. That sounds terrifying. And that terrifying. doesn't exist anymore. Um, it is found uh, in fossils in other parts of the world, uh, and there are a few varieties of Pelagornis, but uh, we have them uh, or had them flying along our coastline at Beau Morris, um, together with uh, uh, the um, uh, giant kangaroos, as I've said, uh, a di- type of diprotodont, which is a 500-kilogram wombat-like animal. Um, it, uh, it had a backwards-facing pouch, just like our normal wombats, but uh, it's basically the size of a rhinoceros. Wow. Uh, so there's some uh, pretty interesting animals, giant uh, penguins, um, uh, which are now extinct, and uh, uh, we also find um, washed down from all the ancient rivers. Uh, you find uh, petrified trees and uh, pieces of fern tree. Um, one of our members even found a fossil leaf the other day. So that was a pretty rare find because they're such a fragile thing to become fossilised in the first place. This all so, sounds um, so fascinating, yeah, uh, Murray. Yeah. I can um, certainly imagine you walking along as a kid, finding these fossils, maybe not comprehending the, the full importance yet, but finding bits and pieces of fossils, expanding your imagination, and then this has really turned into a, would you say, a lifelong passion for you? Oh, it's a lifelong passion, yeah. Um, the, the, um, the collection sort of grows, and then you, you um, look at it and decide uh, some of the bits uh, should be in the museum, and that's where they, they end up, and... Uh, um, a lot of our members uh, recognise that, that um, some things are just too important to keep hidden in a drawer in a back room. So, And, and a lot of people over the years have uh, done what I've done, wandered the um, shores of Bay Morris and picked up fossils. And um, uh, some of those, unfortunately, are still in their back rooms. And uh, really, if they find something that uh, they, they suspect is important, they really need to ring the museum. Fantastic. Look, we have actually had on this show uh, Ben Francis Shelley from Museums Victoria uh, talking all about his discoveries. Uh, and certainly um, his enthusiasm will, was contagious. And certainly well, what you're talking about today just sounds fascinating. It sounds like I want to get down there and st- I want to have a go, maybe have a look this weekend. Yeah, well, um, you, you can. Um, just remember the foreshore can be a dangerous place and you're below... Uh, some, uh, some pretty tall cliffs there and we, we do get rock falls um, and uh, if you're down there so uh, just uh, uh, be aware that uh, you know there's slippery rocks there's blurring octopus there's cone shells there's falling rocks from the cliffs but otherwise it's as safe as houses fantastic so, um, it- so uh, if you go down there just uh, just make sure that you don't uh, actually dig um, that's uh, forbidden and there's Oh, we're losing you a little bit there, Murray. Are you? Looks like oh, we've actually... You're, you're back, back, Murray. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Keep I'm rolling. Yep. We lost you for a minute, but you're here again. <laughs> okay. Well, I was just saying that uh, there's heavy fines for digging on the foreshore, so that's something to be avoided. And um, uh, it, it destroys uh, both the fossils that you're looking for and uh, the living environment which exists there today. So... Um, without a, uh, a permit, uh, you absolutely cannot dig on the foreshore. Uh, but there's plenty of fossils if you take your time and, um, and uh, do a few trips down there. There's, there's plenty of fossils to find for everybody. And uh, our group uh, is always happy to uh, uh, talk to people and um, try and give some sort of um, uh, identification to them. 
Um, ben Francis Chelly, you, you mentioned, and Ben is actually on our committee, um, and uh, he uh, is down there, you know, quite often um, to um, always lend a hand when you've found something you just don't quite know what it is. That must be handy. And look, I have actually, I mean, I've actually been down with Ben uh, a number of times down to a very particular point in Beaumaris. Yep. As you are mentioning, definitely uh, not, not digging. It really pays to have a bit of respect for the area. And it's all about respect. That's right. Yeah. And so all we did was walk back and forth. And I actually um, found a couple of shark teeth, uh, a couple of hard urchins. And for someone who'd never found a fossil before, they may not be the most significant things. But I can tell you what, I was so excited. And, and you say you've got members who've found things that are scientifically important. I mean, I can't imagine the, the excitement they must have. Yeah, well, uh, there's quite a few members that have found... Uh, extremely rare fossils, uh, and that's in the last few years, and all of those are now sitting in the museum. Um, and um, the good thing about that is that you get uh, named as the finder of the piece, and uh, that goes on, uh, you know, in perpetuity. Uh, someone in 100 years will pick up that uh, piece in the museum and go, oh, that was found by so-and-so. That's brilliant. So, can, uh, can you give me a bit of some understanding there, or maybe a bit of insight of some of the more scientifically important finds? Well, um uh, the the tooth I found uh, was was fairly good. That was of the um, uh, giant uh, killer sperm whale. Wow. Um, that weighed three kilos. And uh, sorry, I'm just going to stop you there. A three kilo was, tooth. Yeah, three kilo wow. tooth. Um, about a third of a meter long. And uh, that was the first time it was found outside uh, the Americas. They found them in Chile and Peru. And uh, uh, so we brought it around the world and I believe uh, through uh, several million years of history because the ones in Peru were found in uh, strata which was about 12 million years old whereas Bo Morris is only you know, five and a half to six million years old. So those things cruised the world for a very long time and uh, they were the biggest uh, toothed uh, raptor ever in existence. Uh, they, their weight was about three times the size of a T-Rex and their teeth were much bigger, and uh, they ate whatever they felt like eating. <laughs> Absolutely. No one's going to mess with them. You don't argue with, with uh, uh, one of those whales. So um, that, that's in there. Uh, look, there's, there's a museum have um, pieces of um, uh, diprotodon, which, as I said, was a, a rhinoceros-sized uh, wombat-like creature. Um, they have uh, parts of Pelagornis um, and... Um, uh, they also have um, uh, turtle, um, um, fairly rare pieces of uh, penguin, um, and um, like the penguins were the size of the emperor penguin down in, in uh, Antarctica. Right, right. Um, so we don't get any of those in the bay these days. No, we don't. Um, Megalodon teeth, which is the big shark. That oh, was, yes. That was up to 15 metres long, and the tooth almost the size of the palm of your hand. Um, so, again, you didn't go swimming with the sharks in those days either. Um, <laughs> no, you definitely don't want to meet that shark out in the wild. Yeah, yeah, not, uh, not good. But, um, yeah, we've got um, uh, a big variety of animals, and it's one of Australia's more important sites because um, it, it's so young. A lot of Australia is very old. Um, you know, 400 million years is a very common sort of time period to, um, to find uh, uh, strata and rocks in Australia. And um, it, it's just um, uh, amazing that we've got such a, a, a world-significant fossil site uh, in the suburbs. 
That's right. Really is within easy reach. Yep, you can uh, you can catch a, a bus or a train to uh, Black Rock and um, you know, or not to Black Rock to Sandringham, and uh, then you know. Or you can uh, follow the bike path around the bay, so it's uh, it's a good place uh, to get to. As I say, we we respect it and we don't uh, uh, destroy the foreshore. And uh, if if the fossils are important, we like to think they'll find their way to the museum. Okay, so for the casual observer, if they're listening in and thinking, hey, this might make a a great Sunday or a great Saturday. If they were just to walk along the foreshore, just keep their eyes open, that's your top tip for looking that's for That's all these? I do. Yeah. And uh, you find everything from uh, uh, the, the smallest thing I've found are probably little shells of a millimetre or two across, um, small fish teeth, uh, again, a couple of millimetres in size. And uh, so it can go from there up to... Uh, I've found pieces of wild jawbone just uh, sitting on top of rocks uh, after the high tide goes down. So uh, you can only access this at, at low tide, and um, uh, it's uh, it's amazing what you can just find thrown up on the beach. Yeah, so it's really just being washed up every tidal action, and yep, yep. and all we really need to do is keep our eyes open and be observant. Yeah, well, um, one piece of jawbone from a whale that I found, I'd been down one day uh, the last low tide, and I came down the following day at low tide, and it was sitting up on top of a rock. It was just oh, waiting wow. for me. So, just sitting there. Uh, you never know what you're going to find down there. Uh, some days you don't find a lot, but that's uh, just to make you feel that the days you do find something are really lucky days. Bit of anticipation for you. Yeah. You've got you to not be too spoiled. That's right. That's right. still got to be a little bit tricky to find these magical things. That's right. Fantastic. Yeah. But everything's pretty magical. If you think that it's, a, it's probably you know more than a one in million uh, find because uh, for something to be fossilised, it has to... Uh, a, a dye be buried um, the minerals in the soil have to um, uh, replace the the structure of the, the animal that's died um, it has to undergo um, millions of years of pressure under under rock and then be ground out by the action of the waves and the sand pounding on those strata under the water and come out and you pick it up on the beach as even your heart urchin that you found uh, it, it's intact after all that. It's been through nature's washing machine and dryer and uh, five, five to six million years of history and it's come out and it's in your hand and it's in one piece. That's pretty significant. Yeah. yeah. When you think um, about that, fantastic. Well, Murray, I like to go down to the beach quite a bit, but I'll be honest, I'm generally getting in the water scuba diving to see the live animals. Mm. So I feel if I was walking along the beach, I'd don't necessarily know if I'd have an eye to pick something that was a rock and something that was a fossil. So how how would you tell somebody like me who doesn't really know what they're looking for how you can differentiate between the two? Um, when I started off, I, I, I took up three words, shape, colour and texture. And if it looks different to everything else, it probably is. Well, that's pretty good advice. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, uh, it suits me and it works for me. Um, you, you do have a different eye in the water. I've, I've stuck my face underwater a few times and come out thinking, oh, this is cold and wet and I haven't found anything. Um, so it's just whatever you're used to. Some people dive and some people walk along the foreshore. Brilliant, brilliant. Wow. So you can, um, you can just, um, yeah, if you, if you look for things that shouldn't be there, that are very different from everything else, then you've probably got something that you need to identify. So if I was to pick up maybe a, a lump of sand or sediment, 
Yep. And I notice something sticking out of the sediment, and yep. it would maybe a little bit different texture, maybe a different, uh, maybe a different colour. Then I should actually have a, a bit of a closer look. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, those shark's teeth you found, I'm sure that uh, for one, they're triangular. There's not many triangular yeah, things right. on the beach, and secondly, they're they're very smooth and shiny. They were pretty easy to spot as shark teeth. As soon as I had them in my hand, I'm like, "This is a shark tooth," because because of the shape of, of it. You know, I know what shark teeth look like, um, so they were pretty easy to identify. But I assume there's a lot of fossils out there that aren't so easy to identify because they yeah, may be fragments um, of bone uh, or teeth. And some of the bones are are, um, are, are very difficult to identify, and uh, I've got a habit of misidentifying them. So. I speak to people like Ben, and he goes, no, no, it's not an elbow bone, it's an ear bone. I'm oh. sure he's um, very lovely about it, though. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's very, very uh, uh, diplomatic about <laughs> it. <laughs> that sounds like Ben. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I would say to myself, listen, idiot, it's, it's not from the elbow, it's the ear. So <laughs> okay. um, uh, you do um, come off the beach with a lot more questions than you go on some days, and that's great. Because that's half it really the fun. your mind. It's half the fun. Yeah, so... That's what we like doing, and um, uh, we've got, a, as I say, a good membership, and it includes a, um, uh, a real treasure trove of um, professional paleontologists, and uh, we have that link with Melbourne Museum through Ben and a couple of others as well. So um, uh, that's, um, that's what we're about, and, and we're, we're really an interpretive group uh, so that, um, you know, we've got a website, um, and um, uh, we put up information on that website that can help uh, people uh, who have never been down there before to identify a few things. Um, and we've also, um, there's a reference page on there where uh, it refers to both a, a museum uh, booklet that was put out on identification and also another booklet that was put out by um, a, a PhD student of paleontology, Fergus McSweeney, and uh, uh, Professor John Buckridge of RMIT. So um, they, they're available online, and um, uh, we also have um, some copies of the, um, the, the McSweeney Buckridge book uh, that we, we um, sell to those who, who, you know, want to buy one and have one for a permanent reference. Well, it sounds like you've got an amazing think tank there that's that's working with you and helping the whole community, particularly with citizen science being so popular now, helping everybody get out there and do their part. Yeah, I've never been in an organisation where we've got so much brain power, and um, that brain power doesn't reside with me at all. Uh, so um, you're being very modest. So no, no, I'm a professional beach bum, so um, <laughs> uh, that's my only claim to fame. So we're really lucky that um, the both museum. Uh, Victoria and uh, our other paleontologists from the various uh, universities have taken us under their wing and really, um, you know, give us some depth of, uh, of knowledge on what's going on down there. Brilliant. Um, at the same time, um, our finds, uh, uh, when they go in to the museum, are available for further scientific study, and uh, that's helping uh, fill in you know, a number of gaps that uh, are always in that... Um, it's like filling in a jigsaw puzzle and uh, there's always lots of gaps and the more you can fill in, the better uh, our understanding is of uh, why things go extinct and uh, that's usually climate change and um, uh, that, um, you know, uh, 
why things have moved from one location to another or what that location might have looked like five million years ago. It's all very fascinating, all very fascinating. Now, um, we've actually, you've come on air today because um, you wanted to talk about your fossil exposition, which does sound absolutely fascinating. What can you tell us about that? That's right. Well, this is our our second one. Uh, It's on the 14th of September from 10am to 2.30. It's located at Beaumaris Motor Yacht Squadron, which is opposite Cromer Road in Beaumaris. Uh, It's on the foreshore and it's in the heart of the, uh, where we find all the fossils. So um, we're, we're pretty excited. It's our first year on the site, um, and last year it was held at Ricketts Point. Um, this year uh, we um, have a number of um, uh, fossils on display. Um, we've got uh, talks by uh, James Rule and uh, Ben Francis Shelley. Um, that's at 11 and 12. And um, uh, Professor John Buckridge will be down there to help in identification if people have got things that they just don't know what they are um, we uh, we show them to John and um, he's a real uh, source of uh, information as far as uh, identifying uh, bits and pieces of, uh, of bone and tooth and shell and whatever. Fantastic so if someone's interested in learning more about fossils or may have actually found some fossils themselves that have just been in a cupboard somewhere they should come along on saturday 14th and uh, maybe get an idea of what these fossils are and maybe just learn a little bit more as well that's right they're very welcome uh, entries by a gold coin donation so it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg and you've got uh, you know a number of hours of uh, interesting uh, 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 fossils to look at and also uh, talks to listen to and as you say you've you've heard ben before and uh, He's, uh, he's giving a talk and last year's was uh, really well attended and uh, people were absolutely fascinated. And uh, the good thing is that sometimes uh, in these people bring in a fossil which can lead to much greater things and, um, and some of those uh, finds have been uh, particularly rare. So uh, we're looking forward to it um, and... Uh, uh, just welcome anybody that's interested in fossils generally or particularly fossils of Beau Morris um, to come on down and um, just uh, have a look and a listen. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show, Murray. Unfortunately, we have completely run out of time, okay. um, but we will definitely be sharing those links on our Facebook page that's and we'll great. also share a link to your website as well. So hopefully you'll get an amazing attendance next weekend and everyone can come and learn about their amazing fossils that they may have found. Thanks very much and I hope to see you down there. Thanks very much thank for taking the time, Murray. So it's been great to speak us. with you. Okay, thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, unfortunately, that does bring us to the end of our show. So thank you so much for joining us on Out of the Blue this week. As I said, we will be putting links up on our Facebook page, but you're also welcome to share any photos of any fossils you may have found down on the beach. We'd love to know what everybody's getting. Otherwise, I hope you stay nice and dry on this wet and dreary uh, Sunday. And coming up next is Sally with Out of the Pan. So we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.